Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, September the 5th, 2013. One month, my 45th birthday. Mark that on your calendars, friends. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And we have one of them gumbo shows for you today. There's a whole bunch that went down in the search marketing world over the last week. We're going to try to cover it from A to Z and back to Z again. And uh, Dave, <laughs> dude... <laughs> How you doing this morning? Not too bad. It's uh, pouring rain here, so you know it's good. Uh, good day to be indoors. You know, that's <laughs> one one of the things I love about living in Canada. Among the gajillion things I love is our weather comes right on schedule. It, <laughs> it, was, it was Labor Day the other day. You, uh, listeners can tell I'm dressed. I'm dressed in black. I'm not dressed in whites anymore. It was Labor Day the other day. And uh, as all good webmasters know, you can't wear white after Labor Day because of the rain. Um, or the cold in Canada, Labor Day hits. This is this is why Canadians are are wing nuts about long weekends. We have more long weekends than I think anybody else in the world, because you know Labor Day means where you live it's about to get rainy, where yep. I live it's about to get awfully cold. Right. Um, and sure is shooting. It's uh it's cold today. It's a sweater day today. I'm 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 actually wearing a hoodie. And for most of the morning, I had to have my hood up because it was just so damn cold. And there's no way I'm turning the furnace on yet. Like, I refuse to. I don't, I don't care <laughs> if it goes down to, like, 32 Fahrenheit. I'm keeping the damn furnace <laughs> off until October. Um, another thing that Labor Day signifies is the tech world wakes up from summer slumber. And all the things that people have been thinking about all summer long, stuff we want to get doing for good or for ill... It all happens. Uh, it's just in a, in a quick flurry of activity starting after Labor Day, and that flurry has started. Um, I don't know. We got we got about a dozen stories to go through here. I'm not sure exactly where to start. So let's start with that with that one that we uh, talked about uh, uh, just before the show started. Um, our amazing producer, Sir Brasco, turned us on to a story that was published uh, recently in uh, Search Engine Journal. It was actually published this morning, written by uh, Gabrielle Gervalis. The headline reads, Mozilla moves to block cookies. What impact will this have on Google Analytics? Okay. Now, this, as the story goes, Mozilla has... Yeah, Mozilla has been like the friendly uh, open source uh, browser made by the people for the people, that sort of thing. And if anyone was going to do an initiative like this, it would be the Mozilla Foundation. Uh, they're the, the makers of Firefox, incidentally, for, for those who don't have a scorecard to keep up with. Um, the idea is to provide web users a experience with advertising. You know, you won't have banner ads, pop-up ads, all that sort of stuff, or um, cookie-driven content delivered when, when, when H comes up. So, you know, 
for many web users, you can see that being a bonus. But what you know worries web advertisers and also people like myself who, um, you know, who actually understand. Not, not that the Mozilla Foundation doesn't understand how the web works, but they're fixing one problem, and I, I say getting into cookies will create a dozen more problems. Now, why? Why is that, Jim? What problems will it create for us? Well, number one, uh, say you're using an e-commerce site. You're using a site that uh, functions with a shopping cart. It tracks your purchases uh, using cookies. Mm -hmm. So your shopping cart will um, you know, possibly not work properly. If uh, you're an Amazon user... Uh, Amazon won't be able to keep track of what you purchase and then make recommendations. And, you know, I know some people get annoyed by those recommendations, and I know other people who find those recommendations really helpful. Amazon certainly does. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a myriad of ways that cookies speed and ease the function of the web um, for, for both users and for online merchants. And now... You, you and I. Well, no, I, I, you, I guess more, more me than you. But I, I, I know you know your, your stuff in this area. I, I got my start here in affiliate marketing. So as soon as I see this, what's the first thing that hits my brain? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, okay, I don't do it uh, so much anymore. But I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of my affiliate stuff was, was tracked with cookies. Exactly. Um, what does this, what does this mean? How? How long until they can come up with another solution, or is this something affiliates going to have to go? Oh, my my revenue just dropped twenty percent. There we are. That's the way it is. Uh, or 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 will affiliate companies um, now need to go? Well, we're going to assume that everything has a multiplier um, added into it. What what do you think would the next move be if uh, if they pull this off? Well, first of all, they're just talking about it. Okay, right. number one, it's just being talked about. So the Internet Advertising Bureau, um, the IAB, go to iab.org. They have a, uh, a petition um, to Mozilla saying, yo, don't do this. Um, I think the next step has to be having you know, organizations like the IAB or other trade-focused organizations um, talk to Mozilla to explain, make the case, explain why this doesn't work for um, various segments of the internet community for the for advertisers for folks like us this is a huge problem you know think of all those th do you have any uh any banners out there dave do you got any, any banner campaigns going uh yes yes i do you, you're using retargeting then aren't you yes i am <laughs> not, a, not anymore you won't be <laughs> that'll stop and you know what that retargeting works like that, that retargeting puts the same ads that I'm interested in in front of my face over and over and over again. And you know the power of 26 when it comes to advertising, right? Yep, yep. See I know exactly thing? what you're saying. That imprint in my mind 26 times or more, and it ain't going away. It's stuck in there. Um, there's an SEO Moz joke to make here, but I don't I can't <laughs> They, I now, get SEO boss ads everywhere. Now, something that is, um, I, I think, an important distinction that for, for us to, to pass off to, uh, to our listeners, however, is um, what this is an issue of um, is blocking 
and this is the important distinction I think for people is third party cookies, um, which I do think is 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 an important uh, an important thing to note. I mean, because there's a lot of yes, it will affect a lot of e-commerce systems. It won't affect all because if it's fed okay. from from your own site, you know, it's going to survive. Will it affect affiliates? Yeah, but depends how the cookie gets blocked. Um, you know that sort of thing. So there will be workarounds. I do think it's it's you know there's a reason to sign this petition. After the show, I'm going to be signing the petition myself. I mean, there's a lot of good uses for third party cookies. Um, but uh, you know, just just to make sure, you know, as, as long as we do understand, we are dealing with third and not first party um, cookies. Just so people aren't going, oh my goodness, my entire website is going to break. Yeah, it might take a look at it. <laughs> you know, this is definitely something to uh, to consider, depending on how your cart's functioning and if you're pulling in third uh, third party stuff into it. But um, there is one more thing to consider. There is one more thing to consider, Dave, and that's Google Analytics uses cookies. Yes. So okay, we're for SEOs. The uh, impact of Google Analytics, at least to the face of it, um, there's a not provided. Again, there's another joke in here, but I'm not going to make it. Uh, Google is already not providing a huge amount of keyword data. Um, get used to that, guys. <laughs> get used to that one, folks. And Google will stop providing a hell of a lot of information because it won't be able to gather it. And that is certainly a third-party cookie. Yeah, and that is is problematic. Um, you know, clearly. At the same time, you know, I mean, does Google, will Google be concerned about this? No, yeah, they'll go. They publish Chrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not supposed to pay attention to individual keyword phrases. Um, you know. Well, on, on uh, another note, if 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 Firefox really wants to break the web for many of its users, I can't imagine Google thinking anything but bonus chicken. <laughs> we make Chrome. <laughs> it works. If you guys want to go and be paste eaters like IE, go for it. Um, okay, again, important to note: this hasn't happened yet. But they're talking about it. Mozilla yep. still has a significant chunk of the browser market. Although, I mean, for what it's worth, Chrome is picking up a lot. Chrome is picking up like Mozilla's Firefox was picking up five or six years ago. So uh, anyone's guess where they go with this. But yep. um, if you are into it, like Dave said, he's going to be signing the uh, petition after the show. I'm going to be signing the petition after the show. We invite you guys to go over to IAB.org, sign the petition after the show. Moving right along, uh, our favorite uh, of, of all the journals out there, Search Engine Roundtable, is reporting. Sit down for this one. There were two major updates. I'm sorry, two major versions of Google's Penguin algorithm uh, with innumerable uh, sub subversions, like little updates within one, version 1 or version 2. According to Barry Schwartz over at uh, Search Engine Roundtable, 72% of all websites in the index were hit by Penguin 1 or Penguin 2 or one of the iterations thereof. 72% of all sites in Google's index. Well, I'm glad you caught the significance, Brasco. Wow. <laughs> Serious, that, that is a huge figure. Well, and now, here's, here's, here's where I, I put on my, my skepticism hat. Okay. Um, is it? You, and, okay. And, and just in the, in the again, I, I misquote this guy so many times, but to, to misquote, because it wasn't Mark Twain who said it, but we all attribute it to him anyway, 
lies, damn lies, and statistics. Um, and, and this is one of those cases where I think it's, it's important to note that it is 72% of the people who responded. And that is a, a really, really important yes. distinction here. It's, it's a very, very specific group of people. Um, and it's not necessarily, it, it's not scientifically based on, hey, and we know they were, we measured. It could be that they got hit by a variety of other factors at the same time. You know, these things happen and are misattributing it. And, you know, the natural uh, inclination of people who were hit tend to get pissed off and, you know, and vote on things. If I'm irate about something, I'm much more likely to, to vote on it or complain about it and that sort of thing. So uh, was it dramatic? Don't get me wrong. It was dramatic. I mean, all, all of these updates, you know, are, are, are quite dramatic. But I don't, uh, I don't think if we add up the numbers um, that Google's been giving us, and, you know, I have reason to believe that, that those are probably pretty accurate, that they're giving us decent enough information when they go X percentage of, of search queries will be impacted. Not 100% right because you know, numbers are always off a little bit, but, um, you know, I don't think we're going to hit 72%. Uh, actually I know we won't hit 72%. And I, I think it's, it was dramatic. It was large. I, I find it highly, highly unlikely that we're hitting 72% of, of, of people were, were actually in the real world hit by, uh, hit by a penguin update, but okay. You know what? I'll, I'll give you your skepticism, uh, based on, based on the following. <laughs> There were 1,500 responses to a poll that was, you know, run uh, through Search Engine uh, Roundtable. Mm -hmm. Think of the readership of Search Engine Roundtable. These are webmasters, SEOs, uh, PPC professionals, um, developers, etc. Um, I would suggest that many of the people who would have responded to a poll at uh, at Barry Schwartz's website, Search Engine Roundtable, are, you know, relatively aware of what is penguin I'm sorry what is panda what is penguin um what is uh, 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 you know the uh, advertorial heavy content or whatever you know they're pretty aware of google's um of google's algorithms updates and goings on and this was the one that remember this is penguin this is the one about links okay mhm yeah now, and that's that's the part that makes me think. Well, you know, I could see seventy two percent being affected by that. Sure, there's so many, many dodgy links out there. Um, and you gotta you gotta the thing that gives me a little bit of credence to this, to that number of seventy two, is many of the people who got hit by penguin, by either of the penguins, it wasn't actually directly their fault. They just got caught in a really crappy neighborhood somehow. Right. I mean, a link leads to somewhere that leads to somewhere that leads to somewhere that leads to you. Okay, and then you link off to somewhere that goes to somewhere that goes to somewhere that probably links back to the originator of the link. Um, it's a small world out there. Um, <laughs> no, really, dude, really. I, I wish somebody would do a definitive study of links following the idea of six degrees of separation. I'm curious how that would work out. Um, so, so like a, people, how far are you away from a bad neighborhood kind of thing? Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of people get caught in um, – it's funny. I was, I was explaining this to a potential client the other day on the phone. A lot of people get caught when Google does sweeping updates. And, you know, maybe they, oughtn't, maybe they shouldn't have been caught. But Google can't do limited testing. It used to be able to do limited testing um, in the uh, pre-Big Daddy days when it had all those different servers. Yeah. 
Um, but now, Google, from my observation, and I could be dead wrong about this, but from my observation, Google's tests seem to be live time across the web, not just in a specific data center in, like, you know, um, Boise, Idaho or something. Right, no, that is that is entirely true. And, and I mean, it, you know, you know, I know they can do it by sector. They can do it by query type. But they're you're right. They can't. They don't roll out. Weren't those the good old days? You'd watch and you go, oh, they're different in New York. Well, let's look and see what's there. Yep, <laughs> Remember the, Mac, the McDar uh, uh, tools that we all use to show I all the data centers. Those days <laughs> because you got an indication of what was and wasn't working. You could make it was much easier to make assumptions. Especially if the if the various data centers followed the same pattern day after day after day, yeah. it's way easier to make assumptions then. Today, um, I mean, and and I think localization has destroyed all those different the use of those different data centers. Yeah. Um, today, we just got to uh, see what's happening on the web on the web in in general in Google's indexes and make your assumptions that way. But the point is, they can't do limited testing. They roll something out, and it's going to affect every site in their index eventually. Somehow, it will touch them. 72% um, being adversely affected, or uh, I imagine they mean adversely affected, because, as you said, why bother filling in the form if everything's okay? It's only when you're <laughs> pissed that you take action, right? I mean, yep. we're, we're SEOs. If everything's okay... We go do something else. We don't. We don't dwell on stuff that's. We don't dwell on stuff that works. We work no. on stuff that should be working. You know, if it's working, leave it alone. <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't go. Hey, that's. I'm sitting in position one. Well, let's tweak that up a little bit. Right? No. <laughs> Indeed. Eh? <laughs> so anyway, I just found that I, I. I do find that number high. You're probably right. The number should be viewed with a bit of skepticism. But even if we're talking like 65%, 60%, that's still a, you know, that's a sweeping change in, uh, in the way Google ranks sites. And one of the things that we're seeing as, a, as an outcome of both Panda and Penguins is, uh, you know, a brand-heavy Google. Yeah. What do you think? Is, is that going to change over time? Do you think Google's going uh, gonna to even that out a bit? I think they will, um, and here's why. Um, I've seen a lot of queries, both when I'm searching at my client's competition or uh, at times when I'm just searching for me. And you see massive brands winning. Um, and, and, and in some cases, that makes a lot of sense to me, right? I mean, you see, you know, Amazon up there for certain queries or whatnot. Makes a lot of sense to me. But I'm seeing big brands winning on phrases they shouldn't. Um, yes. You know, I, I can't list the client, but you know, a, a scientific instrument, microscopes. I, I can list off the phrase, but not the. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you start to take a look, somebody looking for these sorts of queries, and you see the likes of Walmart winning. Okay, this doesn't make sense. This isn't maybe for kids microscopes. Yep, that I would get because you just want a cheap throwaway thing that they're going to break. But when you're searching for the the upper end of things, a company like Walmart shouldn't be winning. No, but they are. It's because of their, their brand dominance, and, and fair enough, maybe they should be given that top 10, okay, let's see how they fare, but, um, and, and, and I just listed that one off because it's the first example I've seen, I've seen sure, and I'm sure so. you have too, a lot of examples of that where you get the massive sites winning, whereas it's actually niche sites that should be winning there. 
right? Where what I want is something high-end or what I want is a lot of information. What I don't want is the BS that I'm about to get from a big site that doesn't actually pay attention to this page or this product line. Um, so I do think just because not looking at it as an SEO going, oh, I hate when that happens, um, but as a searcher going, this isn't fulfilling my intent. Um, and this isn't helping me get what I want. Anytime you see that, you're, you're able to sort of look or sit back and go, okay, it has to die. Will brands always have an advantage? Hell yes. And so they should. And that's only because they have so many links and so much social power. They've earned it. They should have it. But it doesn't work for all queries. And Google's getting, you know it, I know. We've seen it over the past uh, number of years. They're getting better and better at understanding intent. Um, and that's going to hurt brands in some cases and help brands in others. And, I mean, heck, get more personalization. And they'll see that, you know, my grandma loves trusting brands. She doesn't trust the Internet. So there she you know, always showing her, you know, whatever. Well, she hates Walmart. But showing her the big brands that she would trust, um, you know, where somebody like me, they'd be more apt to show me some, you know, uh, niche sites and stuff like that because I'll, I'll, I don't have any specific loyalty to brands, right? I mean, personalization comes in, but I do think we'll see it end over uh, over the coming years. I I agree. I think Google's aware that they have a problem, that that they're causing problems for uh, smaller sites, and that they're not delivering the best possible search results to their to their users. I some people may call me naive, but I actually think Google cares about that, and um, <laughs> I, I, you know, we we've seen them make egregious mistakes before, and. Yeah and fix their mistakes over time. So, you know, I'm, I have faith that they will. Um, will they do it quickly? That I don't know. That's the part I don't know. But sooner than later would be my bet. Speaking of sooner than later, we're, um, we're playing with time here, so it would be a smart time to take a break here. Uh, there's an, another one I want to jump into in a few minutes, an article you wrote actually last week uh, for Search Engine Watch, uh, Correlation, Causation, and Coincidence. Um, there's a, you know what? There's a bunch more fun. So, friends, stay tuned. We got some commercial messages to get through. When we're done with those, we're gonna be back with a lot more fun here on Web Culture and WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web Culture. We'll be back after this short break. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, 
I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Ah! Inboxed, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, before we jump into your article, which, which is going to be a lot of fun to talk through, so much silliness <laughs> in, the SEO, in the SEO world happens because people just didn't get what you're getting at. Before we do that, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's take a quick look at, um, at, uh, at some fun stuff from the PPC world. Uh, earlier earlier uh, this week, wordstream.com published uh, an infographic detailing the most expensive keywords in, uh, in, uh, in Google. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now... In Q3, I'm sorry, in, uh, in the period between Q3 2010 and Q2 2011, so it's about a one-year period, mm-hmm. Google made $33.3 billion in revenue. Okay? Okay. $33.3 billion in revenue. $32.2 billion of those dollars came from advertising. 97% came from ads, and the majority of that came from AdWords. Okay? Yep. So you got to think. I mean, like, they're, they're, they're making some good coin off AdWords. But where are they making the best coin? That's what we want to, that's what we want to know. <laughs> so the number one expensive. And uh, first off, I, I, I got to tell you, I, um, I think they left a word off this list, and I'm, I'm terrified to try to pronounce it. Methothelioma. Methothelioma is uh, the type of cancer caused by asbestos. It's a lung-type cancer caused by breathing in asbestos fibers. Bids a couple of years ago for methothelioma for the major class action lawsuits uh, that are happening uh, uh, around asbestos were topping $100 per click. So that's what the cost of a lead was to some class action lawyer. Over a hundred bucks for for you know maybe this was somebody who actually wasn't interest who wasn't going to be part of the class action. Just somebody interested in meth- mesothelioma. 
interested mm-hmm. in learning how to pronounce it anyway. Um, over 100 bucks a clip. But according to this chart, um, it, in between uh, Q3 2010 and Q2 2011, auto insurance price quotes was number one at 54.91 per click. Consolidated around money. That's a lot. That's some walking around money. No, you know, fifty four ninety one will buy me a nice supper. That'll buy me a nice <laughs> dinner. So one nice dinner per click. That's that's complete with a uh, with with a, with, a, with a good shot of Crown Royal before uh, before supper and a nice glass of wine to go with supper. You still only mm-hmm. pay fifty five bucks and a steak and a steak. Don't forget the steak. Um, next loans. Consolidated graduate uh, graduate student loans forty four dollars and twenty eight cents per click. Mortgage related uh, keywords forty seven dollars twelve cents. And after that, we're getting into small potatoes like attorney forty four forty seven oh seven per click. Stuff of rev- revolving around credit about thirty six bucks a click. Um, donations, honestly. Donations, $42 a click. This is like some charities who want you to donate money to them. (laughs) You better be a hell of a donor for $42 a click. Um, And it goes on, you know, hosting, web hosting, $31.91 as the the, the top uh, click-through rate. Um, It goes uh... on. The number you, you, twenty. I got. I yep. just got to get this one in here, and I don't because sure. I don't understand it myself. According to WordStream, <laughs> I'm just reading it here, folks. According to WordStream, cord blood, C O R D blood at twenty seven eighty per click. Cord blood. I'll leave it to you all to figure out what that is. It's indicative. There's some really weird people out there. That's what it's indicative of. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this? I mean, it's really, really interesting to see what people are spending, um, what they're spending it on. And some of them just inherently make sense. um, And and then some of them really don't. Um, Hosting, you know, does that make sense? Sure it does. Lawyer, sure it does. I'm not even going to pronounce it. Asbestos cancer, (laughs) Sure, sure it does, because you, you can see where the money is. Hosting, I find that a little a little quirky, actually, because it's 32 bucks. That's like a year of what they're going to recoup in your hosting. So you better lock in for a while there on that package. Hold on, I mean, uh, the truth is, Dave, what's, what, what's your longest hosting package that you have running? Website you've had hosted forever, you know? Uh, years? A good decade, probably. Okay, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's That almost makes it worth it, doesn't it? <laughs> if, if you, I mean, if you think about it, like anybody who gets the site hosted is probably going to be hosting for more than one year. Yeah. Or if they're only hosting for one year, they got a shitload of. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, they have a metric bucket load full of um, <laughs> full of what full of URLs they're going to need, they're going to need hosting. Anyone who only hosts for like one year and is serious about it is probably doing a whole bunch of affiliate marketing or has a you know just a whack load of sites, right? Yeah, but if you're true. the not. If you're the normal webmaster, you have one, two, maybe three sites that you host for long periods of time. So I, I, I can see that, but uh, you know, thirty-two bucks a lead. Wow, right? Because that that implies for every click you need to get me for a year. Yeah, 
And my longest hosting package is 10. So that means you have to have a higher than 10% conversion ratio because my 10-year one, that's an anomaly. Most of them are, you know, a few years probably, but, you know, and they run their course and I'm done with them, like in the uh, the affiliate ones. Or you've ticked me off as a hosting provider and I've moved somewhere else, um, you know, to, to... to try it there um but you know at least you can see a revenue there you can see it in credit loans stuff like that but some of them do get a, a little a little odd even in, in the and for the example of, of software and you have to sort of consider how is that how is that worth 35 dollars how um obviously it is obviously they're making some good money on it but how is it that 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 is worth it? And I mean, that, that may be specific subsets. It's not necessarily the word software, but you know, accounting software or something like that, where you would have a, a higher conversion rate. Not something you'd be going to downloads.com for or something like that. But anyway, um, it is interesting. Good reading. So I guess uh, all of our listeners, you know, will head over to to WordStream and uh, and take a peek at that. It's food for thought, if nothing else. Okay. Now, um, speaking of, of good writing and and and, and, and an interesting piece. Um, Last week, something extraordinary happened. Uh, the the takeover of the New York Times and uh, Huffington Post and Financial Times, etc. That was a that was just a, a story that we couldn't pass up, especially oh, no given way. given we 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 know people who know how this went down or have a very good idea how this went down. Could pass the story up, but had we had that not happened, I'm nearly positive. We would have covered a story that you had written for uh, Search Engine Watch, published on August 29th, 2013. So, friends, this is, uh, though we're a week behind in reporting the story, what's reported in the story is age-old advice in the SEO world. And the story is called Correlation, Causation, and Coincidence in SEO, written by um, Dave Davies, the person on the other end of the microphone right now. Just a little full disclosure here. Um, <laughs> I and, have a uh, bias to liking it, uh, yeah, and, and you know what? I got a bias to liking it. But if I if I didn't even know you, I'd like this article because you're saying stuff that I, you know, I feel like David Harry right now when I when I when I I, I get as excited and as freaked out and almost as pissed off as David Harry would get when I see so much misinformation put out in the SEO community. Because somebody saw something that happened coincidentally, <laughs> you know. Um, right. So, Dave, I want, I'm going to ask you: What does grease and ice cream have to do with each other? <laughs> yeah, the, the Hellenic nation state of Greece and the hell of a yummy treat of ice cream. Uh, yeah, there's What's there's the correlation? a correlation. You know what? Um, and, and it would be uh, it would be a correlation of sorts. Uh, Christine Schackinger would jump on me right now and go, "No, it's not correlation. It's sporadic." Cor- <laughs> I'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, where it's two events that are actually unrelated to each other but follow the same trends, um, and there sometimes can be um, correlations between the two and their cause. Um, but but anyway, um, so what we're seeing here, and, and it was uh, one that I looked up right away, and it was actually based on a example that Christine had given me, um, and this is this is predates this uh, the the writing of this article, um, and it, it was just a, a sort of away fact that in in if you're looking for correlation, and I didn't want to use this example for the article itself because it's it's a little you know down, but Greece was the first thing I jumped on is that 
in, in, in hotter climates, rape and ice cream, ice cream sales go up when rapes do. So these two things must be correlated, right? Ice cream leads people mad in, and, and into sexual assaults. Uh, no, it's that it gets hot. <laughs> and so these two things correlate. Um, and so that's what sparked my, like, oh, okay, well, let's pick another thing people would do. While it's getting hot, people are going to be looking for ice cream. While it's getting hot, you know, people are looking into, into travel and things like that. Looked up. It was the first thing I picked because it's, it's a country I'd like to go to that's in a harder climate. So I looked it up and went, ah, Greece. Okay, perfect. Um, at the end of the day, is there a correlation? Sure, heat. <laughs> but that's about it. Um, that, that actually is tying these things together is, is just the time of the year that these two things would come. Um, and I likened that a lot, and it was a little tongue-in-cheek um, jab at, a, at an SEO Moz article, which I actually went on to later quasi-defend <laughs> in the piece. Uh, I, I know, like, there, there was a lot of, like, ransacking, and it was more like a point-by-point. Point. Okay, here's where he's brutally wrong. Here's where he's just misleading us, but he's right. You know, that sort of thing, where you do hit that those parts where a person can be wrong and right at the same time in these things. It's just that you have to understand what is a correlation, what is just a coincidence here. And you can't, and, and I think we've all done this at one point or another, everybody on the phone, be it in your personal life or as an SEO or, or whatnot, where you tie things together and you word things in a way to defend your point. Whether, and you may even know that they don't, that you're miswording something on purpose to make your case. We've all done this. I mean, if not, if not after, as a kid to your parents, <laughs> you're putting that best foot forward to make your case because you don't want to get grounded for summer, right, or whatever. Um, so we, it was, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little tongue-in-cheek jab because there was a, a an article written over at SEO Moz by Cyrus Shepard, um, and it was basically making the case that plus ones. Uh, and, and 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 he changed his mind on what he actually meant, but I'm I'm sticking with what he wrote because he repeated it many times. The plus ones, and yeah, exactly that plus ones and high rankings are tied together. That having a plus one, um, and 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 larger numbers of plus ones will help your rankings. Um, this is a case where we all need to settle back and go. Does it or does it not? Do plus ones lead to higher rankings? This was not a scientific study of i have this page it ranks here okay let's keep it in a let's ask google if they'll keep this site in a fixed state in the algorithm while we test what happens when we jack up the plus ones right that would be a scientific <laughs> study uh, and of course google didn't do that possible. that's not possible to do so they had to look for a correlation um which is what they did do and they went hey sites with large numbers of plus ones um, and they did this before with, with Facebook likes, sites with large numbers of plus ones rank well uh, as well. So these two things must be related. Plus ones must lead to, um, to higher rankings. No, that doesn't mean that. And there's a, there's a, a great example given by, uh, by an author. It's also in, included in here. It's the same sort of correlation as, and in the I'm actually just going to scroll down just to read it exactly, uh, where if the student's out at the, at the campus bar uh, and they're, they're, it's on the weekend and, and they're watching the people on the floor, what they may notice is that the people that are having the most fun dancing are also the ones that throw up at the end of the night. So is it that people dance and so they throw up? Is it that people get sick and then like to dance? Or is it that drinking <laughs> leads to both enjoying dancing and being sick at the end of the night. Of course, it's this third factor that kicks in that, that 
that makes that case. And it's the same thing here with plus ones and high rankings. Is it the plus ones lead to high rankings? No, of course it's not. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe in a personalized world, but not in the generic rankings. What happens is strong brands rank well, and strong brands ha have a good social presence and a lot of plus ones and, <laughs> and that sort of thing. So he was tying things together and, and making a case that, that didn't actually exist. There is a correlation. Uh, but it, it's it's called spurious correlation. Thanks, Christine, for, for giving <laughs> the, the term to put on that because I didn't have the word for it. But she's like, this is the word for it. She actually took statistics. <laughs> um, so hat tip to her for that one. Um, and so that's that's sort of what is is what it all it all boils down to. But he does make I, I kind of felt bad, except I would have felt worse for him, except that he didn't do a good job of making the case solidly. Um, and, and clarifying when he was making an assumption and when he wasn't. Uh, but going point by point through what he was saying, as I read the whole article at once, I didn't really care for it. Of course I didn't, because it, it, was, it was false. But going through it point by point, um, it, it started to make a lot more sense. Um, and I, I sort of was able to, to talk about each of his points and then bring up a few, uh, a few other examples that we see every day in SEO. Yeah, and, and you know, this, is one, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to... Uh why I wanted to talk about this story. Um, there is so much information that goes out in our in our community that is based on, um, for want of a, a better word, what I'd have to say, dodgy observation. Um, and then everybody starts parroting it. Everyone is just like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And you know what? No. <laughs> I want to pick this up. Uh, I want to pick this up in a few minutes. Um, I'm not, I, I want to get going on this topic, but. Again, we're playing with time here, and it's time to take a break on Webcology. So, friends, you're listening to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We're going to talk more about um, correlation, causation, and coincidence, coincidentally, after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at page1power.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. The largest event in digital marketing, AdTech New York 2013, returns to the Javits Center in New York City, November 6th and 7th. 
WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get 20% off registration by using promo code NY13WMR20. Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes. Education led by digital marketing's best and brightest. Hundreds of leading-edge suppliers. Non-stop networking and so much more. Plus, Ad Tech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight Series. Featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space vying for the coveted Ad Tech Innovation Award. Register right now for Ad Tech New York 2013 by going to na.ad-tech.com slash ny or click on the banners on the webmasterradio.fm website for 20% off your conference pass. That's na.ad-tech.com slash ny. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And we're talking about the curse of correlation, causation, and coincidence in the SEO world. Um, and again, I, just before going to break, I, I wanted to take off on, on a mini rant. And I, I'm not going to go there now. I've, I've calmed down. <laughs> Something about the calming effect of hearing Brasco's voice in, in the ad tech commercial <laughs> that just brings me back down to my seat again. Um, <laughs> but it does make me angry and it makes me worry for clients of um, SEO firms who haven't, you know, been around long enough to, well, uh, what's that line from uh, from uh, uh, Pulp Fiction? Be like the Fonz, stay cool. <laughs> um, who haven't, you know, been around long enough to be like the Fonz and stay cool when they see things change in the in the search results. And oh, the very okay. first person who gloms on to a cause, to a potential cause, which is probably correlation or coincidence, um, you know, the community freaks out and everyone starts doing something. Or more more to the point, charging clients for stuff that isn't really necessary. Right. And the clients clue in and they look at the industry and say, you guys stuck. <laughs> um, and the whole thing didn't have to happen in the first place if people were just chill and, you know, watched how their websites were behaving, did all the right things not to excess, you know, but we need to have reasons for everything. And the right. reason is it's the way the algorithm works. Simple as that. You can't cheat it. Anyway, go, go, go. No, you're you're 100 percent right, and I think that's that's a, a good lesson. I mean, I, heck, I had the the joy yesterday of getting an email from a client and and wasn't able to give him a great response back. Um, going, what just happened? Because ranking reports were running, and he had just wax of green arrows pointing up, um, which is, of course, you know, I mean, I love to see that. He loved to see that, and he's like, "What happened?" I'm like, I I basically had to respond back with every the people who were above you shouldn't have been above you. Um, so I'd love to have a better answer, except that we just knew enough to stay the course. And that was it. That's all we did. We just kept doing what we were doing, knowing that that was the right thing. And that this drop that he'd hit um, was a hiccup in the system. It lasted about a month. We just stuck the course. And so you're, you're 100% right. Is, is 
it's problematic for people who are new, who only have one or two sites under their belt that they're monitoring, mm-hmm. right? And where they, they're not able to see larger scale or, or historically. And I was there. You were there. We were all there. Absolutely. The panic when like a site goes down two positions or whatever. And you're just like, okay, but now you know when you need to stay the course and just, you know, you need to always keep working on it, but you're doing the right thing. Just stay the course. Um, and understanding that 90% of what we see or more um, falls into the, in some form of correlation, um, uh, you know, where we may be looking at two different things. We can't know that one is a cause. I know when I built this link that my rankings went up. Well, okay, but you probably built 10. Which one was it? Well, I don't know. Right. <laughs> and so you start to sort of figure out, okay, well, I know doing this activity yielded a positive effect once could be coincidence okay but i did it a hundred times and it worked you know 90 of those okay well it's obviously not a a direct cause or there's other factors in right but we can start to work out as you do as i do um and i think an important thing for any seo to know is it's all about probabilities right i know that there's a 90 percent chance now that this will work (laughs) so okay do that but i need to do something else about what did i what happened in those other 10 percent of cases all right, uh, adjust there and understanding that we're never actually seeing. Unless you have like a bug on Matt Cutt's phone, <laughs> you don't, very, very rarely do we know a direct causation. Very, very rarely. Um, so all the time we're dealing with things that are, that are unknown and we have to deal with probabilities. Now, I, I do want to take it back a step to something, something you said a few moments ago. Um, you had a client. They yeah. saw... Um, about a month ago, they saw a slide in their rankings, but the most recent yep. report you gave them was all green arrows, all, all mm-hmm. upwards movement. And you couldn't tell them exactly what was right, except for all the things that you were doing, and the fact that their, their competitors shouldn't have been above them in the first place. And right. your call was to hold the course for one, I'm assuming, very uncomfortable month. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the client who legitimately needs those positions back, and they've they've got to be speaking at you. They've got to be talking in your ear, saying, "Yo, Dave, do something, do something, do something." Yep. Um, and you've got to tell them with all assurance and confidence. Trust me, we're going to stay the course. This is going to work. This is the right thing to do. And this is where I think, you know, a lot of newer people in the game or people who, who only have like one or two clients and, you, you know, you, you, you got if you only have one client, that client is your boss. Right. You know? <laughs> and if they tell you to jump, you jump, even if you know it's the wrong thing to do, because right. that's because they might fire you. And then where are you? You got to be able to. Tell that boss, or in your case, you have plenty of clients, so it's much easier to say, look, we're saying the course, this is the right thing to do. Because, you know, if, if you lose that client, it'll hurt, but it won't kill you. Right. Um, and you're doing the right thing by your practice, which is, which is of the utmost importance. Um, you got to be able to say, and, and this is the message, I guess, for, 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 for newer SEOs, you got to be able to say convincingly with absolute confidence, I know what I'm doing and I know what's right, and I know it looks choppy and stormy right now, but my job is to get us into a safe port and keep us there. Um, anyway, that's, uh, that, that's an important lesson. We got four minutes left and lots of other fun stuff to talk about, and I think we might have just lost Dave. Nope. Are you still? Oh, good. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> um, 
you know what? We have to do something really quick and uh, and fast. Which do you want to do? Do you want to do the um, Mosley, the Formula Formula One exec, or Formula Formula One exec, or do you want to do Google talking to the federal judge? Which is more fun? Let, let's do Google, like just because it's more on point with what I okay. think our listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. want. I know, I know. <laughs> let's try to get through it in three, so we can cover the other one for a minute. Nazis and strippers, dude. I mean, that's compelling. <laughs> Nazis and strippers. Okay, so. <laughs> The world doesn't have to make sense as we explain this story to you folks. That's why I want to preface it, okay? The world doesn't got to make sense. But according to the Associated Press, as published in the Huffington Post, Google today, in a federal hearing, is trying to argue that all users of email must necessarily expect that their emails would be subject to automatic processing so that Google knows what ads to serve you on, um, on using Gmail. So Google's replying to a class action that was filed in May, which said that Google un- unlawfully opens up reads and acquires the content of people's private email messages in violation of California's privacy laws and in violation of federal wiretapping statutes. Um, Gmail, as we all know, is built on the premise that it's cool to read your mail, provided they give it to you for free, as long as you let them put ads beside it. Google wants to deliver relevant ads, so as it's it as it electronically scans your your mail, it um you know draws ads that relate to your mail. Google is arguing with the federal government for the right to scan your emails. Um, now. Google's always done that. It's not like they're arguing to do something that they haven't done before. They're arguing to continue a practice that they've been doing to a uh, federal government that we know scans your email. <laughs> <laughs> there is an irony in there. There's, that's, that's the part I'm keying in on. Uh, what, I mean, what do you think of this kind of case, Dave? Um, to me, it falls just into the, of course they do, of course they will. And you know what? In a lot of ways, of course, they should be able to. I mean, you are given a free service. We all understand what that is, and we all see the ads going there. So I'm actually going to defend Google on this one, although I'm a big privacy guy. Um, I'm going to defend Google's right to do it on this one because they're giving me something free. They're showing me what they're doing specifically. I mean, they're showing ads related to what's in the email. Clearly, their machines are at work to do this. Um, and, And how do I expect that they're paying for it? I mean, I can't get something for free without allowing them to pay for it. So either I need to be able to pony up the bucks to them or let them drop their ads in there. And, and it really is an either-or scenario. Okay, we're, we are at time. I want to say straight up, Google's been doing this since day one. It's part of their terms of service. You get a Gmail account. You get a Google account. You expressly give them permission to do this. It, they've never hidden it. So anyway, I'm afraid we don't have time to, uh, to, to, to develop that one, to go on that story further. It's in the Huffington Post. Um, it was in yesterday's Huffington Post, but uh, uh, it's available today. And that's it. We're done. We're out of time. we got to go to the news. Friends, you've been listening to Web College here on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at Beanstalk.com. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. That's Jim at digitalalwaysmedia.com. You listen to Web Culture on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More great content coming up on the network. And we'll try to talk to you next week.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.